Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the JT and Big O podcast. We are your hosts, Video Geek JT McGuire and Ryan Big O'Regan. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, doing better than a lot of other people, apparently, this week. But um, uh, it's also, if uh, my mother and sister happen to be listening to today's episode, happy birthday. Um, uh, it's going to be weird having to go ahead and do all that sort of stuff. I, I just realized I can't go have cake with them. So it's like, oof. so I'm just going to buy myself a cake and I will celebrate in their honor. It's, you know, it's a tough time for families. Like there's situations like this, which is really tough where a family member is having a birthday and stuff. And I, I, I really feel for you and your family not being able to get together at this time. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just trying to find an excuse to be a fat kid. You know, <laughs> I have the opportunity. I, Let me use it. I'm, I remember when I was much younger, I was a cashier at a supermarket and uh, like 11 p.m. at night, I, I'm finishing up near the end of my shift. And this young woman actually comes online with a birthday cake and she just starts crying and goes, isn't it sad that like I have to be here to buy my own birthday cake? It's Oof. it's. Uh, yeah, so, sometimes life is tough. That reminds me of that one birthday at the strip club. Ugh. Uh, I have questions. You don't want the answers. <laughs> you know what? You're probably right about that. And other things, too, such as, like, you know, what happens when there's a, a death in the family, especially recently. Like, I, I, I won't get into it, but, you know, the people can't go to funerals at the moment they can't honor someone uh and actually just a few days ago uh uh professional wrestling legend uh howard finkel passed away yes the the voice of the wwe for many a generation uh it, it was always weird because you always saw what howard finkel looked like <laughs> and the voice never matched up i don't know why like he just when, when you had like that low bass, that booming bass, and then he kind of looks like somebody who would do your taxes. I, I, I <laughs> really got it. Even when he was in his younger years, like he was technically like the first employee contracted by the WWE. He like back when they were the WWF, he was their first employee. And even then he looked like an old man. It's like, I couldn't get it. Some people go balder a little sooner than other people. And sorry for it wasn't even the bald. It was the mustache. <laughs> like such a, he had a porn stash that just kept staying with him for his entire career. And that's saying something for uh, an industry where it's like all big beefy men oiled up and everything. And yet he had the most porn stashy mustache, like say, <laughs> except for maybe Rick Rude. Uh, he, but you know what? He, he, Speaking about the voice, even if it didn't match the body, it was such an amazing voice, and his delivery was always so great. I don't remember the last time that he did any ring announcing for the WWE, but still sticks in my head just what a great announcer he was when he did do the shows, uh, more than almost any other announcer in recent years. Yeah, I'd say the last time I heard his voice do his thing, uh, it probably was back when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And uh, he had his speech then. I don't know if he's actually done any match since. That would probably take a little more research than I was willing to do. 
simply because there was so much more to research. Um, but yes, the, the memory of the man should be acknowledged, especially given this past week and all the uh, unfortunate untimeliness. And yeah, I mean, they'll do whatever little celebration they can on television or on the website or anything like that. And I think just considering who he was and how much of a staple he was to the company, it's um, it's kind of like uh, weird timing, I'd say. But yes, R.I.P. to the Fink. Yeah, I... Uh... I don't know even what else to say about it. It's just, it, it, it's sad. Any, can can any, you do a Fink voice? Can you do um, a commentator? Like, you know, that low? Ladies and gentlemen, we wish you... I don't even know what to say. I probably... I get, I'm coming close, aren't I? A little bit, a little bit. It, it, it's kind of more like a... And your new WWF heavyweight champion, Triple H! Not quite there. Well, that, that's him in like a you know, old age. I can't do Young Fink. If I do <laughs> Young Fink, I'm going to be like, you know, calling from my balls or something. It's like <laughs> I don't have the, the positioning set to do that. Uh, and as we're trying to do our best announcer voice, uh, I'm just recalling like uh, we recently asked some of our uh, fans about their opinion on some of the things that need to be tweaked. And one of them was like, you really need to check the audio levels of your show. So uh, we're sorry for that right there. <laughs> What did I peak? Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Well, I mean, when you're trying to do the fink, yeah, you're not doing the Tony Chimmel. You know, you you gotta get that bass in there. Oh, Fink was there. Now he'd be saying something like, "In attendance at WWE headquarters, twenty wrestlers who might be falling to their doom." Oh, you're, you're talking about the uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view that uh, a lot of people were, were surprised was even being promoted. Yeah, from like, I didn't, wasn't it canceled like a week ago? And now all of a sudden it's, it's like, oh, look at this. WWE is building stuff on top of their headquarters and they're going to have wrestlers fighting through their headquarters like it was that old Super Bowl commercial from 2000s where they're just trying to get to the top to get uh, a briefcase. It's not that it was canceled. Uh, certainly, they went ahead and promoted it during WrestleMania. There was an advert during the two-night event uh, stating that it was going to be held. And then the location that it was going to be held at, they said, no, we can't do that. But, of course, uh, Vince McMahon and his uh, infinite wisdom, he's like, no, we're going to keep doing it. Uh, we're just going to need a location that's uh, secluded, that we can control that's large enough that we can work with and apparently still dangerous. So yeah, why not do it from the office? What I'm not really getting about this is, okay, uh, we're going to touch on a whole bunch of subjects, including the whole Florida thing, but sticking on the headquarters, which is in Connecticut, I don't think that's been approved to be used for any non-essential use. So, yeah, that, that's where the curiosity comes into play, because obviously the things have been allowed in Florida as of yet, uh, especially now that uh, they've deemed it an essential business, which <laughs> oh, there's so much wrong <laughs> there. Uh, but I don't know what Connecticut's rules are in regards to any business particularly being open or not, unless for whatever reason... Uh, the building itself is more categorized by just the fact that it's 
owned by McMahon and maybe it's not a lease sort of thing so that this way they have more control over what goes on in the space. Like uh, it's one thing to maybe call it an essential business building, but maybe it's not an essential business building. Maybe it's just more like an additional home. It depends on how they have it zoned, I suppose. Well, that that's an interesting thing because uh, I remember just driving around there once. It, it's a funny thing. If you've never been to the WWE headquarters, like the one that you saw in Vince McMahon's Titantron video back in the day, one, it's not nearly as big as you think it is. It's actually fairly small. It's just where you can angle it right to make it look bigger. No, it's probably what, only four or five floors, right? Uh, yeah. And in addition to that, it is more or less in a residential neighborhood. Like, there is a house right next door to the place. Not, not like a giant house. I mean, like, a house you would find in a regular New Jersey suburb. It is, it's weird. It's really weird. So it might be... I, I'm pretty sure it's uh, designated as a business area, a district, but it, it's also right next door to a suburban area. Imagine being that house. <laughs> like if you, you know, have no connection to the McMahon family or the industry whatsoever, and you just happen to be like, you know, Ma and Pa Kettle living next door to that big building. It's like, you know, I could imagine like the little old lady looking out the window and be like, Jasper, they're, they're building something on top of the tower uh, it's an illegal extension i'm gonna call the board. <laughs> uh i imagine if they're not wrestling fans either it's just like we've had to live near these people for how many years now i like that cody rhodes whatever happened to him <laughs> don't bring it up bethel uh, I'm I'm actually I'm looking at connecticut's website of essential businesses right now uh let's see let's see what they got here real quick uh, essential workers in the 16 critical infrastructure sections as defined by the Federal Department of Homeland Security, unless otherwise addressed in a prior or future executive order, uh, we have healthcare and related operation, including biotechnology, consumer health products and services, doctors and dentists, elder, uh, elder care, including adult daycare. There's adult daycare. Okay. Uh, healthcare plans, Home healthcare workers. I'm seeing a lot of healthcare. I'm not seeing a lot of professional wrestling here yet. No, but the uh, elder care, I'm just thinking everyone. <laughs> it's like, that's how they got around it. It's like, yeah. no. It's like, we, do you realize how many people it takes to wrangle in Vince? We need a company's worth. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, yeah, I could just imagine Stone Cold with there with the bedpan. It's like, I'm ready for you, Vince. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm looking through here. I, I just there's a long list of stuff they are allowing though. So uh, well, I'm not gonna go through it all, but this is a lot bigger than I thought. Maybe there is something in here that's allowing them to get away with this. I, I mean, I kind of wouldn't be surprised. I mean, news and media. As far as like there you go. States, Connecticut hasn't been one. True, but still, but yeah, I'm I'm looking at right here. News and media is allowed. So, but that's really qualified as broadcast news. That's why they're saying news and media. But I don't know. Maybe Vince worked a loophole around and say, "Well, we're media, buddy." So, well, that's how they were getting around it in Florida. They were originally saying that when they were doing the tapings, that the people on staff, even the performers, were essential media. Before they yeah. said that wrestling was an essential business, so that's probably the angle. Well. All right, so so there is a loophole here why they're they're possibly doing this, but either way, 
Well, come uh, on, Pence has got to fix in with Trump as it is. I mean, he'll he'll find a way come hell or high water. Uh, yeah, and those those two are so freaking alike. Of course, that they're they're always in league together. Uh, I, I know we always go and say we're not talking politics, but I mean, a it, lot of it involves it has politics. To be mentioned in this sense, yeah, especially with the whole super PAC from Linda McMahon helping out Trump, and then Vince being brought onto a board of like many big business people to try to kick back the economy because you know vince has been so good with managing money he actually kind of is like uh look how much money he's uh, uh, accumulated the last few years and actually that kind of goes into our main subject of today uh does it yeah it does it does just like that segue and we ruined it so anyway <laughs> I <ruined> nothing. <laughs> and so a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is uh, WWE and some of the stuff that they've done this last week where they have decided that uh, they've needed to do a lot of cutbacks because they need to make sure they earn a profit this year. Even though analysts have been saying that they were going to make a larger profit this year, even if things stayed this way, they are right now, they would have been one of their highest grossing years. But still. Let's fire a whole bunch of wrestlers who cannot get any work right now because the economy has pretty much come to a halt. Now, of course, we should uh, mention that uh, once again, we are going off of the idea that uh, GT has his business degree. So I know he's going to be very heartfelt about the business analytics of it. I know nothing of that. Uh, I am simply the emotional dummy that's like, why are you <laughs> going to do everything at once? Yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a little heartfelt here as well, though, because even it, I'm not, let's, let's put it this way. I, I have a finance degree. I have not used it in the 12 years I've had it. I, my, my biggest thing is going to be look money, but, <laughs> but in this case scenario, there, there's no excuse. Uh, I could see a business doing this if they're like for the XFL. And I, I actually, I have friends who were affected by the, uh, by the collapse of XFL. One of our good friends, a former podcast uh, partner of mine, uh, Scott Churchton, he, uh, he, he was actually working for a uh, football game plan as a XFL correspondent. And now with the exit of the XFL, that's no longer there for him. And in addition to him, that's, that's a third party companies that were uh, getting money and having jobs because of the XFL. Of course, the XFL himself is now out of business and will be Again. filing for bankruptcy. There's a whole bunch of people there who have been cut and have lost their jobs and no longer have insurance. And, and I, I feel for them as well. But in that case scenario, that was a startup that didn't really have any type of uh, backup plan. The entire thing was, well, I'm going to get into this, but the majority of it was funded directly from Vince McMahon himself. I understand why they folded. I understand why they fired all those people. I understand why they're filing for bankruptcy. WWE, though, is not in the same boat as that. WWE has recently told its, uh, its stockholders that they have half a billion dollars in a reserve for a rainy day. Pretty much, if, they, if they've lost a whole bunch of money this year, they would still have a protection of half a billion dollars. In addition to that, as I had just said, and I hate repeating myself, they were planning to make around 
over a hundred million dollars this year in profit, not not just not just all around uh, net profit. So that was going to be one of their highest grossing years ever. And again, this is with uh, the cut to the live events, the cut in other areas of production. Uh, they were still going to make that much money, but. They, at the end of the day, they decided, well, we still need to save even more money, and they cut, they cut around 40% of their staff. This is ignoring the wrestlers, which we will be get talking about, because I know people want to hear about uh, what happened to these wrestlers. But in general, 40% of their staff was cut. 40% of the people who now have no incoming income uh, will have a hard time finding a job in the economy right now because everyone's stuck in the house and quarantined, and there is no jobs. And 40% and people who will not have health insurance in a time where we are in a health crisis. It's, it's crazy. It's not fun. No. Um, I mean, what can I say that hasn't already been said by you at this point? <laughs> Cause obviously uh, you've uh, hit all the main factors. It's just, Look, one of the best things about WWE is kind of shitting on the WWE, all right? We know that we can do it. They know they can take it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you kind of almost have to wonder, why do we continue to encourage the machinations of certain people? Now, some will say, well, I still want to show my support for the wrestlers that are still on the brand. I want to be able to support the brand that is housing that talent. That I can understand. Because for at the end of the day, as much as I may feel for uh, the many, many people that have lost their jobs, I am glad that Finn Balor is still employed. I am glad that AJ Styles is still employed. I am glad that The Undertaker is still alive at this point. <laughs> you know, I, I have my heart dear favorites that I want to make sure that they're still good and that they're still working and then they're still safe. Uh, well, with, with so, people like AJ Styles, like, and, and here we can dig so deep into this. AJ Styles, he's probably, he, he has a family, he has a wife, he has plenty of kids. Right. Uh, he is, he said he was probably going to finish up his career in WWE, but at the same time, you know, they just fired two of his best friends and now he's stuck in this, uh, I believe it's a five-year contract. Like, do you think he would have stuck around if he knew that uh, two of his best friends, who were also in a major storyline with him, were going to get canned? Well, I mean, that's the the catch of it because uh, Luke Gallows and uh, Anderson, they were also in the five-year contract. They basically shackled them all together almost in the same dealing. So as far as WWE was concerned, they were going to try to keep all three of them together. And just for one reason or another, even though these guys were just in WrestleMania, just in one of the more notable matches of the two night event. In in the second main event, uh, in the main event of the first night of WrestleMania. Yeah. And they get shit canned. I mean, I know AJ Styles probably has like a little bit of like survivor's remorse to him. Because he probably feels like, you know, why me and not them? Why not all three of us? Uh, you know, why why split us up again? Why, after everything we've gone through, after everything we just risked in putting on this cinematic uh, event for the company, 
do they let them go? And he's probably not too keen on the idea. Do I think he would have gone ahead and left or not re-signed? I don't know about that. Because at the end of the day, he still has his own family to think about. Right. And until he's got that settled up, I don't think he's going to go. I mean, even if he did leave, he'd probably be going to like some of the other brands. Yeah, and AJ Styles is a a guy who he has a job no matter what. Like who was who wouldn't want to have AJ Styles on their roster right now? He is uh, not only is his name, I Impact would want him too. Like I, I don't know a wrestling company who would not want him because it would be so stupid not to have him. Not only is he a big name brand who he owns his name, so he's going to bring his name with him. Mm-hmm. He's still a tremendous wrestler, and he's improved greatly. At uh, he he is the current Brett the Hitman Hart, if I may say so. Uh, I don't know about that. He's got more charisma than Brett the Hitman Hart. You know, I mean he he's a continent professional, yes, but I would say in terms of positioning uh-huh. from like the '90s to now, I know like but he, Brett never had charm. Brett was just like. He, he was a worker. He was the guy that you went to if you knew that, you know, you but needed the, the match to be taken care of. AJ is a, a, a sideshow in himself because AJ is one of those guys that's like, you're not sure. Like, even when he's a heel or a face, it doesn't matter because he's still got like that. First of all, that hair. Love the hair. Second yeah. of all, the charisma is just, he, he's an entity into himself regardless of whether or not he's with a club, regardless of whether or not he's with, the, you know, the OC it's hard to really say that you need one to get the other guys going. But I don't want to stick on AJ Styles too long because again, he, he does have his job. He is safe, but, but uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, I, I think of all the people who got released, they're probably the safest. I'm pretty sure once things do uh, start up again, they definitely have the option of becoming part of uh of either New Japan Pro Wrestling, of course, they're former members of the Bullet Club. And if you can hear my dog barking, I apologize. I, she is nowhere near me, so I can't do anything about it right now. Uh, so the, the, he's, they're former members of the Bullet Club, so there's a good chance that AEW in the, uh, the United States could hire them, or ROH could hire them. They have options. And there's a few other guys here, too. Um, I, I want to point out one of the guys that I've kind of liked over the years, and I always felt that uh, WWE always kind of wasted, which was Zack Ryder, also known as uh, Matthew Cardona, which will probably be known for on the independents at this point. Um, you knew he was going to have a job. I when, when right after you get fired, the executive vice president of AEW puts up a post on Instagram, and it has a bigger, longer uh, promotion of your brand than the one that you put up, you know you have <laughs> options. Well, yeah, Zack Ryder was just, well, Zack Ryder is just a promotional machine. Uh, it's evident even from his time in WWE. You don't need the company in to the, get yourself over. No, in the first day that he was fired, he uh, he changed his uh, hashtag that he's been doing still here to not there. And then immediately gave that over to Pro Wrestle Tees to turn into a shirt. And in one day, it became the hottest selling t-shirt on pro wrestling tees. Yeah. I mean, uh, even going all the way back to the true Z Long Island story or whatever that was that, you know, had the other big O, which we you know we don't talk about. Yes. Him. <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. the, the man's just, you know, he's, he's in line with those other ones that I'm talking about. Like, you know, he has that natural charisma that you just go ahead and you put him in front of a camera and he's going to be able to put on a show for you. Yeah. He, 
You know, as I look at some of these guys, it's just like it's wasted talent. There's guys here that if you had the common sense to use properly, you could have been making so much more money with. But that's that's another thing in the WWE, and maybe it was something we'll dig in a little deeper. I I think um, Matt Cardona is going to probably really hit it big now that he's out of the WWE. That's been my opinion for the longest time. It's just, again, like, when do they do all this stuff? They do it when none of these guys can do anything except for sit at home with a finger up their butt and maybe make some YouTube videos. That's all they can really do right now. Right. The only place that's actually offering any kind of availability to work would be Florida, since they deemed wrestling an essential business, not just the WWE. Ridiculous. But even then, it's a matter of whatever brands may be down there in there trying to get things going again if they are planning on doing it or someone traveling down to Florida in order to do their own things. Not everyone's (laughs) going to be like AEW going to the Hardy compound. Not everyone's going to be like WWE going up on top of the Titan Tower. So, no, but but even if you look at this list of some people that were fired, some of these people actually, uh, at their own risk, went from their homes in other areas of the country down to Florida to do raw tapings and SmackDown tapings, and here they are on the list. I think uh, uh, I could be wrong. I don't really watch Raw that much, but I believe uh, Denona Perrazzo was recently on an episode and lost to Nia Jax, and it was like the next day that she yeah. was let go. So yeah, here's Dana Perrazzo was, um, well, she was one of those uh, traveling NXT talent. I mean, the majority of the list that we have of superstars that were let go, it was majority raw. So a lot of this happened after that night's uh, episode. Well, it's uh, like you, like you convince these people to come down to this show at their own health, at the risk of their own health, mm-hmm. and then you immediately fire them. And again, I'm, I'm going to harp on this throughout the entire episode. None of these people need to be fired. Right. If, if you need to fire them eventually, if like in two months, it's like, okay, we need to cut the fat a little more places. Okay. I can understand, but don't like when, when people are desperate and like they need the money, they need the health care insurance and you can afford to give it to them. Don't throw them on the back. I mean, this is a PR nightmare, I think for the WWE. And I'm just wondering, is it in Vince's head? Does he think like, Oh, well, they're just going to accept it. Like they always accept it. And, uh, and we'll move on with life. Well, I think that's really the biggest uh, stick in the craw here. The timing of everything that actually paced out. Because at first, not only did you have WrestleMania, not only was it like a big trending event, it actually did succeed regardless of all the pitfalls. Then you go ahead and you're promoting a whole new pay-per-view that's coming up in the next month. You get the state of Florida to say that you are an essential business so you can still keep doing things at the performance center. And then you throw this onto the fire. You've just said that you are capable of working. You are capable of having your employees work despite all the trappings of Florida. And, you know, that's a whole other thing with people going to the beaches now when they've had their biggest flare up. And then you decide to let people go. And mind you, the whole WWE letting people go thing after WrestleMania, that's not necessarily new. But in this particular time, at this particular place, on that particular day, when you have news coming out that you're perfectly fine to work and you have the money and you're not going to be in default, it's just stupid, stupid, ignorant, arrogant planning. It's not even... Should I call it planning? Maybe it is planning. This is, it's, I, 
The other thing I have to say about this, uh, previously six years ago, they had something called Black Thursday, which was very similar to this, where they yes. fired a whole yes, bunch of wrestlers at the same time. I find this worse because, again, this is not just the wrestlers. This is the wrestlers, the producers, the backstage people, the office people. They fired 40% of their staff. They've never done this before. They've never at a point cut nearly half of their staff in one go. To, to do this and to put so many people out of work at the same time, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Right. Uh, but that's the, I, that's the thing that really gets in my head. The fact that it's that much, you have to imagine that this wasn't necessarily on a whim. You know, there was probably a lot of this that was probably pre-planned, yeah. thought about they were going to do it, and they were going to do it after WrestleMania. And unfortunately, it really shouldn't have happened now. I no, mean, it's you had the time, stretch it out, make sure they're at least good by summertime, if nothing else. It's, a, it's well, again, it's just, it's ridiculous. You don't do is. that it to really people. Is. You don't do that to people in the middle of a pandemic where none of them can get jobs anymore. You didn't need to do it. You pretty much, you. it's like uh, a zombie apocalypse and you have people staying in your house and you throw them out to the wolves to be eaten by zombies because you want a little more food than you wanted to share with them. It's, there's, there's no reason for this. Uh, and mind I, you, you're the one stuck in the house and they're the ones actually clearing out the hordes. Yes. I'm, I'm a media professional, uh, as, as are you, but I, I work a lot more uh, from the technical standpoint. And for years, people have said to me, oh, you're a professional wrestling fan. You work in television. Why don't you go work for the WWE? This is like the reasons I don't go work for the WWE. Because I could tell, I, I've been a professional wrestling fan long enough. And as you pointed out a little earlier, I have a finance degree. I study business. I use WWE a few times as a model of the business that I studied to do a lot of my projects. They are not a company you want, you want to work for. They have a bad corporate environment. And look at this. In the minute that the, the cards are down, not even a little bit. It's just like, just a, like, there's a slight percent chance i'm not going to get as much money as i want to get they're they're going to throw you out like uh, yesterday's garbage who would want to work for a company like that it's the risk and reward some people will go ahead and risk that sort of thing just knowing that they can always put that on their resume or that it's a a worthwhile paycheck yeah you know, i don't even know how like, much i don't know how much the money they're actually getting some of these people some of these people don't get that much money from this I think they're just doing it because, like, oh, uh, WWE on a resume that that'll look really cool. That's yeah. I think the only reason the most people do it, and it's it's not worth it. It really isn't. No, in the long term, no. But you know, obviously, they've got no problem with uh, switching out guard. You know, just trying to get fresh faces, fresh names, fresh ideas, and Vince will stomp on all of them, anyways. It. Well, no, that's it's even beyond that. Okay, we're talking about the fresh faces, like we're the the new talent, the new writers, new producers, uh, even Howard Finkel, like that we were talking at the top of the program with. You know, he he hadn't been on the programming for years, and obviously not because his voice was gone. Because when we saw him uh, accept the Hall of Fame award a few years ago, we could tell he still had his voice. Mm -hmm. They let him. They didn't want him doing anymore because he didn't look good on TV. He was only on camera like a portion of the time. And they still didn't want him around to do the announcing. JR is another good example from the past where they didn't want him on because they didn't like the fact they had uh, Bell Palsy's disease. It's like, oh, he's, he's a Southerner and his face looks weird. And uh, because of those two things, 
we don't want them on our television. We can't say that because it sounds terrible, but uh, that's what that's the reason. Well, it even goes to all aspects of the company. Remember uh, Jake Johnson, uh, the man who pretty much was the man who scored all those entrance themes for so many of the talents for decades uh, on end. No, uh, Jim Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Sorry, Jim yeah, he, Jake something with a J. Double he was J. there for he was there for thirty years. He was one of the I wouldn't say he was one of the first in the company, but he was the he was the music uh, department of the entire company. He ran it completely by himself. And he, he was the one who developed all the theme songs and all the promos. He was the music of the WWE. Every one of those albums that got released back in the day, WWE Volume 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, mm-hmm. etc., that was all him. Uh, even when they got someone else, when they got big name stars in, he was the one helping promote to get them in the door. Right. And, and what do they do? Not only do they let him go, not only do they replace him with the, uh, the CFOs, but they actually have the CFOs re-record any of those entrance musics that he made so that they could use their version and he wouldn't get paid the royalties yeah they're they're cold-hearted or more to say vince mcmahon is cold-hearted he's a stone bitch (laughs) (laughs) i i mean if i ever meet the man maybe i'll shake his hand or i'll just tip my cap to him but as most people say about all that he is he's still a stone bitch as most people say about him and even people like Donald Trump, it's uh, they're when you see him on TV and you hear about all the things they do, they're unlikable. But apparently when you see him in person, you talk to him, they have a charm to them that just, it, it enthralls you. And it just, it tricks you into thinking you can trust everything they say. And then you walk away and realize, God, what did he just make me do? It's uh, maybe he was like that at one point. I remember seeing that, uh, what was it? That WWE 24 about Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. And there's that scene where Vince just like kind of comes up from behind her and just like, you know, like embraces her and everything. He looks so creep right there. And then it's like, how is he convincing anyone of anything? He looks like that old man that you tell your kids not to talk to. It's like, I, I don't get it. I really don't. Maybe in his younger years, maybe back when he was Mr. McMahon on television. But now, now, no, there's, there's got to be a time when that old guard gets switched out for somebody, even if it is just Triple H. Well, the problem is you're not going to switch him out unless there is a major, major PR nightmare that involves Vince McMahon. Like even that, even <laughs> no, this is apparently not bad enough. I don't think there is going to be something so horrendous with Vince McMahon that you could get him out. Not unless he is uh, accused and convicted of murder or rape. That is, I think, the only. I two like, things I like that how you preface that as saying accused and convicted. Like if he's yeah. accused and doesn't get convicted. He's still Teflon. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It, it, he has to be convicted. If he if he gets acquitted, <laughs> he he's still sticking in. He, he so he needs to, the full Bill Cosby treatment. He needs in order to go for to, it to work. He needs to be in jail in order for him to be removed from the WWE. Oh, he boy. owns he owns the majority of the company. No one can out uh, out trying to think of the word here. They can't out vote him. Yeah. He, he, he has too much voting power in order for him to be removed at any point in time. Oh, oh. man. Um, I mean, from a, a lighter standpoint, and I don't know how you can really get lighter with this. Uh, I'm just like kind of looking through some of the wrestlers here. And I'm just, there, there's so many things here that it's just ridiculous. How are you promoting Rowan as much as you did? So like giving him like a pet mm. spider and this and that, and you're making him a big deal. And then you job him out for like two to three weeks and fire him. 
Did did he do something? Did he piss on like uh, someone or something? What what that's what did knowledge. he do but that they again, got rid of him? Then again, that's always kind of been like the wrestling way, or at least the WWE way, where you know if they're going to go ahead and let go of you eventually, they're going to demoralize you and knock down your character enough that no one's going to want you once you're gone. I don't think they really did that, Rowan. I think he's still yeah, actually got a lot of stock. Kind of, in I think I mean, he's still got enough stock in the that on his way out that he'll get picked up. If anything, and someone will try to stick him with uh, Brody Lee again, and he'll see Brody Lee get pissed off about it. But uh, I, here's another one that uh, I, well, Lance Storm, who you know after he retired, I kind of started following him more. He had his uh, Storm Wrestling Academy and. Uh, stormwrestling.com which he used to post uh, articles and opinions and Q and A's with fans uh, Lance for like the last few years he started his own school up uh, by where he lives and WWE convinced him to shut down his school and start working for them as a as a producer he just started that job I think like four months ago yeah now, he, and it not... should be noted he's been furloughed as far as anyone yeah, can say I was about so to say that possibility that they will bring him back right so, to- so he's not straight out fired he's furloughed he he's still it pretty much means like if there's work for you we'll bring you back on board but right. in the meantime you know now he does not have money coming in and he doesn't and he can't really reopen his school right now so i lance storm from everything i've i've uh read of him I'm pretty confident he's got a lot of money stored away, so he should be fine. But to just imagine, just that, like, you know, here, come work for us. Never mind. I've actually you know, had thing, that. It was only, like, four months, so I'm not sure how much investment he had in the, uh, the, in the venture of working for WWE. I'm hoping Lance Storm, being the uh, elder professional he was, he knew to, you know, stash enough away because, I mean, he's worked for WWE yeah. before in the past. He, He's a very smart, very common sense individual. I think of anyone probably. Yeah, that, that's not even really his character. He, well, he, I, I, yeah, it is. He, he exaggerated <laughs> it. He, he exaggerated that character a little bit. He does have a little more humor to him. But for the most part, he's a very serious, he is a very down-to-earth person. I'm pretty sure he has stocked enough money away that he's safe. I hate when that does happen, though, to someone where they had a secure job and another company convinces them to come on board and lets them go. That actually happened to a coworker of mine years ago, uh, a guy who was uh, the studio operations manager at one TV station I used to work for. And he was there for nearly 20 years, a very long time. And then one day this company uh, called Meredith reaches out to him and says, Hey, we see all these qualifications. You, uh, we would love to bring you on board. Would you want a job? He goes, yeah, Sure goes work for them and a few months later go and eh, we can't really afford you goodbye like it's, it's like how ridiculous. did you not plan ahead <laughs> like like you're, you're, you're screwing with people's to, lives somebody, figure at least have like a year's worth of salary available for that position yeah. just to see whether or not it works yeah don't don't convince someone to leave a job that they've had for years to come work for you and then you not sure if it's going to work out. That's that's just ridiculous. Well, that's businesses, though. I mean, they, things can turn on a dime, unfortunately, and you'll never know what happens. By the way, I think that's 
actually kind of the thing with uh, some of these people that were let go. It's like not some were just people that unfortunately didn't have anything to do and that's no fault of their own. Other people were probably a little bit more um, vocal with uh, certain outrages and certain issues that were going on in the company. And it's one of these things that I once read when I worked in an office building. It's like, uh, you know, don't talk ill of the company because when the wind blows and you get swept away, you'll be the first one wondering why. Yeah. But like someone like, uh, you know, unfortunately, Rusev. Now, I love me some Rusev, but Rusev has definitely been somebody who's been more cheeky about his standing in the company. Okay, let's let's talk about Rusev then for a second, because Rusev has been wanting to leave the WWE for a very long time. The right. problem is they wouldn't let him leave. And right. when and again, when do they let you leave? They let you leave when you're not allowed to get a job anymore. There's something to also be said about these contracts. Uh, someone, I, I think I heard this from Jim Cornette and Brian Last when they were discussing this, but uh, these contracts are so one-sided. Like for the uh, for the wrestlers, like you're not allowed to leave until the contract's up. We can add extra time on if you weren't working or you were injured. Uh, you only have so much of a get downside guarantee on these. Once you leave the company, you're not allowed to go anywhere else for the next three months. And, and then, then you are w- an independent contractor. And then for the WWE side of things, they can fire you anytime for any reason. It's ridiculous. How how can it, anyone have a contract so one-sided? It's you're uh, signing your life away to get on WWE television. Is it worth yeah. it? I mean, if you're in that industry, possibly. And that's the unfortunate thing about it. It's like if you gotta look at it from like maybe a movie point of view. If there was only like one big name in Hollywood, let's say Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Let's say Warner Brothers was like the biggest show in town and you ain't nobody, you ain't an actor of nothing unless you're on a Warner Brothers production. Would you risk everything you have in your career to get up to Warner Brothers status? Or would you go ahead and drive along with like the, the dimension and the mirror max of the worlds? It's, it's about your own personal mentality about what you want to do with your career. Which and for a lot of people, yes, the risk is worth the reward. I can see that. I, I can definitely see that. What, By the way, like, shout out to Warner Brothers. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'd say I'm the opposite. I would rather work as an independent filmmaker for probably the rest of my life than ever go to a major studio. That's just me. But, you know, a lot of people are different. They want to be famous. They want the name recognition. And, you know, a lot of these guys who are leaving the WWE, they do immediately say thank you and stuff because they did get some name recognition off of it. Even though, in a lot of cases, they change their name and they're not allowed to take it with them to wherever they go. <laughs> so I don't know, they I'm, I'm looking at Rusev's name. name. They it's have, like, I like they have face. Name. They have face recognition. That's what they got. What, uh, well, you know what? I, I saw something somewhere uh, where uh, someone was redoing the Happy Rusev Day shirt and they just said, Happy uh, Miro Day shirt. Yeah, his real name is Miroslav. I mean, yeah. oh, that, that is an ethnic uh, kind of name. I like that. And it, it, even if you shrink it down to just Miro, that that's pretty catchy on its own. I think that would work pretty well. So yeah, he he's got a Miro decent Mondays. name. Uh, Zach Ryder's Matt Cardona has a decent name. Uh, the other people not so much. <laughs> uh, Heath Slater is actually Heath Miller. That could work. 
Some guys I, have been I, personally. Sarah Logan. I prefer Sarah Rowe. Yeah. The, some people have awesome names and they never use it. Like our uh, truth. His real name is Ron Killings. Why would yes. you ever want to be known as anything else in professional wrestling than Ron Killings? Then again, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's real name was Richard Blood, and he chose Steamboat over Blood. Another thing I don't get. Yeah, but, no, WWE's always been weird with their naming. But then you even look at someone like um, Mike Kanellis, who made his name as his real name, Mike Bennett, anyways. So, I mean, he, he's golden. Yeah, and, uh, and sometimes... That, that's another co- one that really sticks to me. Uh, because, again, the uh, Kanellises, they had, they had signed their uh, five-year contract. And then shortly after the contract got done, uh, Maria became pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they actually used that in storylines. They were talking that, you know, Mike wasn't good enough to be the daddy. And then I thought we were going to go through this whole, like, you know, Vince McMahon, who's the father sort of thing. And well, you know why that stopped, right? Why? Because Mike uh, Canellis and Mike Bennett wanted to quit. And he told them, I want my release. That's when they stopped doing the storyline. They kind of shifted over to Rusev and Lana because you had a guy who was actively saying, hey, I don't want to work for you anymore. And they were promoting him on TV. And it was like, no, 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 that's not how it works. And they stopped the storyline. Right. But, I mean, that, that's kind of the messed up thing. I mean, if that's how you want to deal with Mike Canellis, Mike Bennett, fine. Maria just had the baby. Yeah. She's not too far gone having, you know, got to worry about the postpartum and everything. So you're going to go ahead and let her go? I mean, you'll go, you'll go ahead and you'll fire Rusev, but you'll keep Lana. But you'll let go of both canalises. That's an entire family affected now. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of this seems spiteful to me. I think I, I could be wrong. This is me making assumptions. By the way, most of the stuff I say on the show is assumptions. But uh, I think since they brought Maria back, and what was it, three, four years ago now? Like, she's been pregnant twice. And and such has not been able to be featured prominently on WWE television because of it. I'm wondering if maybe this is partly partially spiked at them letting go. They're they're you. This is how I find w, uh, any company to kind of do this. The reason you get fired is not always the reason you get fired. Right. The uh, the written reason is usually different than the actual reason. It's and put I on think, the back burner and everything. And unfortunately, I mean, I hate to say it, a lot of businesses treat women after they've had babies in the same capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll be like, okay, all right, so we can't use you, but we're going to still pay you, even though you just gave birth to a life. Uh, but uh, let's wait and see what else we can do. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess also in their case, like, she – came back, immediately got pregnant after coming back so she couldn't be featured. Then when she was ready to come back, she was pregnant again and again, couldn't really be featured. Plus, her husband was saying, I don't want to work for you anymore. Yeah. That, at that point, maybe it's kind of like, you know, best to end it, but So I, I think I think there's a little spite there. I think there's also, uh, from what I'm hearing, we don't know the reason for this, but uh, wrestlers and other on-air talent have been told not to talk about Roman Reigns as of late. They're not to mention him on television. And I don't know if that's just because they can't feature him right now or he's being punished for the fact that he didn't want to attend WrestleMania. Which, by the way, as speaking about kids, not only it, the main reason he didn't want to go was because, again, he just he's recovering from uh, 
uh, from chemotherapy. But the exact same time, he also just, his wife just gave birth to twins. So he doesn't want to risk their health. Yeah, that, that Roman is a much trickier situation. Like, look, all like, yeah, you're not going to fire someone who is probably the semi face of your company at this point. Yeah, that that's the that's the thing. Roman, as opposed to all the other people that we've talked about, has been more of a company man, I'd say, than everyone else. Uh, you could look down this entire list. You could look at the producers. You could look at the on air talent. You could look at the writers. You could look at everybody. No one has been under the wing of Vince and his machinations more so than Roman Reigns as of late. That's been his project. So one could say, yes, maybe Vince is being a little spiteful towards Roman, considering how much he's invested in Roman, as opposed to maybe everyone else that we've mentioned. And yeah, I understand that Roman's going ahead and doing his thing for his family and that should be respected. I'm of the mind that I want to think, okay, they're simply doing this because since he wasn't featured on WrestleMania and they did all those tapings, it doesn't make sense to promote somebody that's not going to be on the show, even though they've done stuff like that in the past. So I don't I, I have to think it's more of a business standpoint where it's like, if you're going to talk about who you're going to put in a, a, a storyline or who you're going to go up for the championship, you go with the people that you can utilize. But. Again, I don't know what happened back in the day, uh, but when Shawn Michaels lost his smile, did, was there an order going around saying, don't ever bring up Shawn Michaels ever again in storyline or don't bring him up on TV? It, it's just, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like, are you trying to phase him out because eventually you want to get rid of him? Or you're, are they going to bring him back and put him on a lower end of the card and job him out? I don't think they're going to get rid of Roman Reigns. There is no, I think after the whole Dean Ambrose thing, I think they know better than to get rid of Roman Reigns. Uh, but I'm of the mind that it's like, with what they have to work with right now, until they are at a point where they can brave, safely bring Roman back into the fold, I mean, it's just not something that needs to be mentioned or it's something that needs to be interjected. So that way when he does come back, it's going to be to much fanfare and that much more of a surprise. I don't know if that's what they're going for, but that's just me. Uh, I should mention that since uh, Wednesday, when all this happened, there was a few more releases though. Uh, a lot of names that a lot of people might not recognize. Uh, they're mostly just NXT people and uh, development people who never really got promoted that much. Uh, uh, some they, of them I, I would say I uh, have of note. Some of them I liked. But, uh, the, the only name that really comes to me, at least, is just because he's been around for so long, not particularly the WWE, but just in on the wrestling scene. Uh, Cash Desuno, also known better by some people as Chris Hero, was actually cut a few days uh, later on, uh, at, on uh, April 18th. Well, so, officially. I mean, yeah. he was moved to the alumni section, and I guess that was uh, <laughs> just preemptive. Yeah, I don't know if if he kept it as of this recording, but apparently on Twitter, his handle right now is WWE alumni. <laughs> well, I mean, he he's somebody who left and came back. It was his second tour of duty in the WWE. And, you know, he was really more working just to help advance some of the talent. Uh, the last big thing I remember him doing was uh, he was part of Matt Riddle's induction into the NXT. You know, they were both going knockout for knockout with each other which was kind of cool at the time. 
But I guess that's the thing. They never really saw too much in uh, Chris Hero. Remember, he was supposed to be a part of the original S.H.I.E.L.D. before they replaced mm-hmm. him with Roman. I think, like, he was probably never going to really get any higher than he was anyway. So, again, it's another person I hate seeing out of work. But just because, again, he's been around so long and so many of his friends are in higher places at this point, he'll probably end up someplace, again, like uh, PGW or uh, ROH or et cetera. Well, hopefully he comes back to Jersey and works at, uh, you know, one of the um, uh, wrestle pros that we have over here in uh, mm-hmm. in the state. Which but I yeah, think that's the, where... the NXT talent, I think, is probably a little bit more surprising for some of them, simply because it's developmental. They're supposed I'm, to be uh, I'm a little less people. surprised because, again, it's I'm looking at what I was looking at was actually showing the when they were hired. Some of these guys have been there for three to five years and. Obviously, if you've been in development for that long and you haven't been moved up to anywhere else on the roster, I, I can kind of see why they might be considering cutting you. Again, it's just not the time to be firing people. Right. At a time where we're encouraging people like not to hit up people on rent money and not to evict people and stuff, maybe companies should consider not firing people until... like there's a job market where people can start looking for jobs again. Well, that's why, you know, go outside without dying. Well, that's why I'm saying it hurts the younger people who are in development more so than the established names who have the recognition and can get picked up by most anybody. Mm -hmm. Then you have these developmental people who are still trying to like get their name out there to begin with. It's going to be harder for them unless they go to like, you know, far off. Are this, um, uh, this may in fact be their last in, in professional wrestling too. We it very well could be. This could be the part that uh, demoralizes them into the point of not wanting to continue in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so. that's a shame because some of these people are, they have great looks. They're very talented. I'm looking at the list. Um, Tino Sabatelli, who used to work with Riddick Moss before he got brought up to the main roster. Uh, Cesar Bononi was another great talent. Uh, Tanaya Conti, she was one of the best women that I liked in, in the Mae Young Classic. And I don't know if it's because, you know, her Brazilian sense of style. I don't know what it was, but she just had like a look about her. It's like, oh, you know, she was going to fuck somebody else. I, yeah, again, I, I think once things start, I don't know when the world's going to turn back to normal at this point. Uh, we're taping this as of April 19th and, you know, we're now hearing things like, uh, it may return back during the summer. It may come, the uh, disease might come back in the fall. We might not be safe for two years. Some people are saying it, we might not be able to really get out until 2022. Uh, the world's changing, and it, I don't know if these people are going to be able, even the, the established ones, there's, I have some doubts. But I don't know. Again, I just, this just sickens me from the WWE. They, they again, they didn't need to do it. If it came to a point where they did, I would understand. But even from a business point, this is just cold-hearted. And yeah, I don't know what else to add to that. You always try to look on the bright side of things if you want to. And, you know, you, you speak about uh, Black Thursday and all the people that were let go there. And, you know, if you look back and you see those people that uh, were let go, the majority of them have done great things since that uh, <laughs> turbulent firing, especially uh-huh. – now the now current uh, WWE champion Drew McIntyre, um, it, it's it's one of those things where you want to be hopeful and you want to think that things are going to work out for the best. Yes, uh, 
again, things are unprecedented because no one has had to deal with anything like this in decades, let alone just a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the last real big pandemic, oh, man, I'm bad at English. Pandemic. The last time we really was like this was a century ago. Um, in, a, in today's age, I don't think anyone expected something this bad, but it's Not to mention, I don't know how present uh, wrestling was back then. I, I think they still did the whole bare knuckle boxing with like the mustaches and the fisticuffs. Well, so. yeah, re- wrestling didn't really become what it was until the Golden Trio in around the uh, 1910, 1920 period, I believe. I had to reject. Yeah, when they story. got away with um, away from all the Russian guys fighting bears, I think. Yeah. Uh, but keeping on topic here, real quick. Uh, I had a point to make. Yeah, is there any more WWE bashing we can do? Because <laughs> I feel like oh, there's just so I much. Can, I can do this all day. Um, <laughs> okay, Cap. On, on, a lighter, on a lighter note, uh, actually, this is still very bad because this is in regards to one of the people who were let go. But, you know, uh, the day that everyone was let go was April 15th, which is normally known as tax day. And one of the people who was released was Mike Rotunda. Who is better known as IRS? So that's not, where you wanted to go with that. So on tax day, they released IRS. <laughs> I know, I know it's bad. Just but and I, I'm still in for Brian Lass. But well, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you bring that up, and that actually confuses me a little bit. Because so. well, because Mike Rotunda, you have to think. Uh, both his boys are still employed. One of them yes. being Bray Wyatt, the fiend, possibly the most uh, notable entity of the oh, last few months. As of uh, SmackDown, I believe he's once again the number one contender for the uh, for the Universal Championship. He could yeah, be the Universal it, Champion again very soon. Yeah. So you really want to spite the family by axing their dad? Well, it's Vince McMahon. He has no shame. Um, Hell, I'm, I'm actually surprised they didn't get rid of Bo Dallas with all these cuts. Well, that's the thing. It's like you, you actually we even can Curtis, think about who deserves to be cut. Or, I'm not even or, saying like, no who deserves. deserves. I'm not saying but, deserves. I'm just saying there's a few names. There are certainly some people that probably are less utilized than others for whatever and, reason. And again, in fairness, uh, Mike Rotundo, again, as we were saying before, he wasn't fired, he was furloughed. So. Right. Uh, he but could even always then, be brought back in. Well, I think what they did was they were furloughing anyone who didn't live in the state of uh, Florida. They're just keeping the staff that they need who already lives there. So uh, these people who were not nearby, that's why they got furloughed. And again, Mike Rotunda, he's been in the business, what, 40, 50 years at this point. So uh, I think he's used to stuff like this, and he probably has rainy day money saved away himself. Well, yeah, um, that reminds me of like back on I the, hope IRS the does. Thursday thing with uh, Malenko. You know, Malenko was let go because obviously he was, uh, you know, old hat. And um, that's yeah. probably Rotunda and Finley. And well, no, with uh, with Dean uh, Malenko, what I believe happened is he was involved with some sort of, or am I thinking Fit Finley? Like someone was, no, I'm thinking Arn Anderson. I apologize. Yeah, no, Never Arn was that. the one with the whole, uh, you know, drunken Alicia Fox thing. Yeah, okay, never mind. I thought Dean Ambrose had – or Dean Malenko, not Dean Ambrose, had something <laughs> similar, but I guess not. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah, but yeah, like you said, there are some positives comes out of this. Uh, not to promote anyone outside of us, but uh, Woke Culture Wrestling, who does uh, some really great uh, wrestling lists on YouTube, they just came out with a release of where everyone was from uh, from uh, Black Thursday a few years back. As you mentioned, uh, Drew Galloway, uh, man, Drew McIntyre, Drew Gallows oh. is what he was called on the Independents. Um, Drew Galloway is what he's calling the Impense. Goddamn names. Um, just keep one name. Drew McIntyre is now the uh, WWE champion, of course. Uh, also released then was uh, Jinder Mahal, who later became WWE champion. Though, in those names, did you catch one that may have been a repeat? I hate to say it. I feel bad for the guy. But it, it was. I remember being such a big deal back then and uh, Curtis Hawkins being released during black thursday and where is he now he was released as part of this this one too he also just had a new child uh no 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 he has a child and his wife is pregnant so there's another one with a a child on the way yeah i kind of want to see kurt hawkins go to AEW and become their world champion within like a year's time just i don't think that's just to spit it at wwe because they they haven't given him a fair shake since he was part of the edgeheads seriously i I like Brian Myers, but uh, like, like I said, out of that group, I think the most driven is really Matt Cardona, but Brian Myers, I think, again, he's also friends with Cody. He's fr- I think he's friends with uh, with uh, Marty Skrull as well. So he, he once things start getting better, I think he has a job too. Okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. This is starting to get a little depressing. WWE sucks. Uh, don't watch them. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little... <laughs> I'm a little torn because I kind of want to see this money in the bank now, but I think just out of protest for this, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, but maybe I'll just read the results. I'm, yeah, no, I, mean, I don't think I'm not going to watch it. Those have been going down on uh, Raw and SmackDown, and I, one can only imagine whether or not all this news has had some impact on it. I want to think that if the buyouts or the buy-ins, however you want to phrase it, for Money in the Bank are extremely low, maybe they'll get the hint. Because wow. WrestleMania was already like one thing. It was a, it, in itself was an anomaly. Now we have to see whether or not lightning strikes twice. I'm at a point where I know this is not going to happen, but I just don't want WWE to be the number one wrestling company in the world because they've proven that they are not someone worthy of wielding that power. But right. that, that's just me. That's one of the reasons I promote companies like and that, that, that's really the AEW. I promote those companies because I believe in them a lot more, at least <laughs> in terms of how they treat their uh, talent and their workers than anyone else. AEW is not only have they not fired anyone right now, they still are giving everyone full pay and health benefits. So is Ring of Honor. So is New Japan. Oh, yeah. ROH is like uh, everyone who was supposed to be part of the pay-per-view that this month, uh, they paid them in full up to the pay-per-view. They're continuing, they're keeping them on the roster and they're not firing anyone. Uh, and uh, when all this started breaking out, anyone who was already in the United States, they immediately sent them home so they wouldn't be stuck here. Like right. ROH is actually doing really good by uh, their talent right now. Yeah, Marty Scroll might have something to do with that. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, they do got someone running. I don't know how much power Marty really has in the company at this point. I know his position's head Booker, but yeah, it's there's definitely someone there who I I what I've seen of Marty, I trust him. But all right, so yeah, we we 
done enough bashing on wrestling. WWE bad. Uh, other people good. Let's. Uh, <laughs> say like we, Frankenstein. We, we only have a few minutes left, so let's talk about some other good news. And someone who's been really good with the good news as of late has been. Uh, uh, I'm going to let you say his name because I always screw up his last name. How do you screw up John Krasinski? Very easily. <laughs> John Krasinski. No, th- this is something I wanted to touch on because I knew the WWE stuff was going to be uh, dour, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, so if nothing else, I just wanted to touch on something that was going to be lighthearted. And really, there's nothing that's been more lighthearted as of late than uh, John Krasinski, who's gone ahead and uh, been doing his Some Good News uh, YouTube channel within the, like, the past month or so. Um, it's pretty much just him going ahead and touting out the hashtag some good news and then doing like a little report from his home about all the different good things that people are doing in this crisis with their families for each other, you know, just a whole swell of positivity. And he's actually gone out of his way to get people of note to help him out with a lot of this stuff. Like, um, some people might see on YouTube that whole thing of, uh, the original cast of Hamilton, doing a a number for just a little girl who wasn't able to go see Hamilton because everything got canceled. And then there's the, uh, the stuff over at uh, the Boston Red Sox that, um, you know, not not that I care about the Boston Red Sox, because I'm a Yankee (laughs) fan, but doing that for the, uh, the people that were working there at the local hospital and, you know, setting them up with box seats for life. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you really have to appreciate the the power that this one guy is able to amass for such a good cause. And him, he's just doing it because, you know, why not? You know, he's not gaining any kind of monetary incentive for any of this stuff. He's not sponsored. It's not a contractual obligation. It's just something he wanted to do. And that makes me look at him with like so much more light than I would have. And mind you, I've never watched The Office. I have never once watched an episode of The Office. So as much as people like to talk about it, this is enough to make me want to start watching. <laughs> so, you, well, I figured you were a fan of him other stuff because uh, he did do The Quiet Place, which I think you were still working in a movie theater at the time that was out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Quiet Place was good. And obviously they have the sequel that was supposed to be coming out uh, just uh, last month, actually. Uh, the sequel is supposed yeah. to have come out, and that's been pushed back. I don't even know if they've had a date reset for it. Um, yeah, and but, I mean, a- right now, he's on my radar when he wasn't before. And I'm really enjoying this stuff. Just this past week, just this week, he had uh, the S, uh, SGN prom. So he actually had like an online prom go on Friday night where everyone could go ahead. They could go uh, and just start dancing. He played DJ for the damn thing. He had his glasses on. He had his turntable. (laughs) And that's pretty cool. He got Billie Eilish, the Jonas Brothers, Chance the Rapper, his old office buddy, uh, Rain Wilson, to uh, get on the podcast. And he just played music for like a couple of hours. And everyone just got on and danced and showed their videos and showed that they were participating. People dressed up for it. And that, that really felt good for all those kids that are going to have to miss out on this sort of stuff. Yeah, so uh, on social media, they've had this really stupid uh, meme as of late, like, share your graduation picture just uh, for the class of 2020. And it's such yeah, a don't, stupid don't do that. meme. That's how they but with this one, it's it's so much better because it's, 
I didn't even know he did this. That you're you saying this is the first time I heard about this, but that's cool. That's you're getting all these kids involved. You're getting all these famous people to actually live sing a lot of this stuff. That's cool. That I do like. I don't know much about him. I know I I did watch The Office, so I remember him as Jim and stuff. But you know, he I, I it seems like his stock is on the rise. And in fact, uh, recently I believe he's been in talks with uh, MCU about possibly showing up in a future Fantastic Four movie as I believe Mr. Fantastic himself. Well, uh, that's always been the idea that they were going to go ahead and get him right. for Mr. Fantastic because, and Emily Blunt for The Invisible Woman. Because they've been doing kind of like with him that they did back in the day with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, where the current character design of Mr. Fantastic is based a lot off of John. So I think they've been trying to set things up to kind of put him in that role. Yes, although there has been some speculation that since it's been these kinds of talks, Fantastic Four is a possibility. Mr. Fantastic is a possibility, but also the rumor mill has gone around that he could be brought in as something else, kind of like uh, a surprise character in the way that uh, Peter Dinklage was being told that he was going to be a part of Infinity War, and then Mm -hmm. they end up making him like, you know, the giant troll that helps (laughs) with the hammer. And you're thinking, wow, what villain is Peter Dinklage going to be? It's like, Oh, nope. So they may just be doing it for the name recognizability at this point. Um, Personally, this is one rumor that I've heard that I really think would be funny. So there is talks of a third Ant-Man Wasp movie. The idea is that not only are they bringing back Walter Goggins' uh, villain from the second movie, Mm -hmm. they might introduce MODOK. Well... Wasn't there a rumor that uh, Murdoch was going to be someone else? I thought they already confirmed his character. No, no. There was the talk about him having his own animated show on Hulu until that all stuff got no, canceled. But I, outside of that, I haven't heard. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but I, remember I would love that, to see if I they... remember s- someone else was up for that role. It wasn't him. It wasn't John. It was... Uh, well, if I, you can I, find out who is and if it's a better name than John Krasinski at this point, because that would just drive the movie. Plus, he has the comedic timing to make something like Modoc uh, menacing and yet it'd still be funny and that's where I think you really want to go with it because I don't know if I necessarily want to see Krasinski be super serious and someone like Reed Richards would be super serious uh oh actually um crap I just moved away from it I saw uh Modoc in a picture of the guy we mentioned before that Peter Dinklage so I think there was a rumor about Peter Dinklage doing it well, I think that was probably back during Infinity War and everything, I guess. It wouldn't be now and, because they've already used them. And I, I keep thinking Bruce Campbell in my head, but then again, maybe I'm thinking that because he had a similar character in uh, Megas XLR in back in the day. Oh, I, I, I'll that's have to right. Look, I'll have to look that, that alien up. with the big head. Yeah. All right. Uh, but, I mean, regardless of what they choose to use him as, I mean, uh, it's one of those things where it's natural that they're probably going to put him with his wife because the wife's already on retainer with Disney. You know, she's, she's got the Jungle Cruise movie. She already did Mary Poppins. So she's under Disney contract. And when you're under Disney contract, it's not just for one franchise. So if he's being brought in, then she's probably going to be brought in. And if they do that together, then it just makes me wonder who they're going to get for the Human Torch in the thing. Uh, it'd be one. Would you see. be interested in seeing a Fantastic Four movie after the three that we've already had? If the MCU did it, yes. Um, there's still 
the one, some of the most popular characters in the Marvel universe. I think what the MCU has kind of proven over time is they can take a non a character that's not known very well to the majority of the public and turn them into a really great character that everyone loves. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head now. Guardians. Some, some of these would, ca- huh? The Guardians, I would imagine. Gar- Guardians. Like, no one really knew the Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie came out, but now they're some of the most popular characters in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and there's a few other examples as well. It's just I can't think of them off the top of my head because they're now such popular characters. I don't really remember them being not popular now well even iron man to an extent wasn't as popular because at the time you had the x-men and you had spider-man you had anyone that had like an animated show on fox was more popular than iron man did iron man did have a cartoon but it was like a sunday morning on a syndication cartoon whereas yeah along with the fantastic four they were the same along with the fantastic four (laughs) uh but at the same exact time i think i would definitely see a fantastic four movie if it was produced by the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because I think they would do it right. I think they would do it justice, as opposed to Fox, who has not really done much right. But uh, I hate to stop you in your tracks, my friend, but we are running out of time. So Yeah, no, I, I could fantasy book the whole day if I wanted to, but <laughs> I so, got things to do, and obviously so do you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you again for joining us on this episode of the JT and Big O podcast. I know a lot of it was complaining about the WWE, but hey, that's us. We're wrestling fans, and uh, that's (laughs) bullshit. Um, We'll be back again next week like we always are. Until then, uh, I am Video Geek JT, and you can find me on my social media through my website, videogeekjt.com. And uh, Big O, you can find him on his social media through Real Ordeal Entertainment, and you can find it through the usernames on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as Real Ordeal. Anything else, my friend, that you'd like to add before we uh, call it quits? Um, if anyone happens to have a subscription to the WWE Network <laughs> and are deciding to keep it, look, that's completely your decision. Uh, but- just, you know... Patch me into your Zoom so I can watch if I need to. But until uh, that time comes, I am going to back away and just let all that transpire to its dismay. And it, on my end, if you have a subscription to WWE Network, people go have the subscription at this point are people who go to Extra Hell. Now... <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm joking. I'm uh, like, if you have the network, you're fine. I'm Telling people to do that. Back down that really fast. Uh, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. With that, we will again see you next week. Until then, I bid you adieu. Bye bye. Good night. <laughs>